sbs.com.au. Welcome to Noir Hear This with me, Johan Gabrielsson. In each episode, we encounter some of the best writers and meet the people behind the popular TV shows that have spread Nordic Noir globally. Today, we return to the murder capital of Scandinavia, Finland, the land of a thousand lakes and a vibrant take on Nordic Noir. In Antitoimanen's crime fiction, the suspense rises to the top without a single ordinary crime novel cliché. It's also quirky and genre-breaking. Kati Hekapelto is the former singer in the Finnish punk band Parakas Nainen, The Bearded Woman, She lives on an isolated island in the Baltic from where she writes her books about a multicultural Finland where the main detective is from the former Yugoslavia. And Mikko Oikanen, the man responsible for drawing a fifth of the Finnish population to the TV sets for Border Town, a cop show where the action takes place on the historical sensitive border between Finland and Russia. But first, Antti Toimanen. The setting is a bathroom The snow falls heavy outside the wooden cabin. A man is having a blissful, warm, comfortable bath when something catches his attention. Was there someone in the house? Surely not. Only the moan of the wind in the chimney flue and the waves of snow washing past the window. He lay still, and a moment later the water followed suit. This was the best thing about taking a bath, stopping as though you had succeeded in stepping outside time itself into its center a place where everything condensed. Again, he closed his eyes. His breath was blight and shallow, old air out, fresh air in, almost as though someone was approaching, not quite footsteps, but something somewhere. He saw the bathroom's white tiled wall and through the door, a strip of the bedroom. Again, he heard the wind whistling through the flues A sudden thought entered his head, something bursting into flames. An electric shock is a misleading term. The word shock gives the impression that the electricity only hits you and leaves the body. That's not what happens. Electricity flows. That's what electricity does. As it courses through the body, Electricity causes massive burns, interferes with the functioning of the heart, fills the lungs with water, suffocates you.
We heard an excerpt from Ante Toimanen's book, The Mind. But what is the state of Nordic Noir in Finland? Ante Toimanen. I would start by saying that Finnish crime fiction is living period of sort of a renewal. We had a long tradition of very traditional crime writing, which is now being changed a bit because we have new writers doing different things and trying new things. And I, of course, I would like to count myself in that group because I'm trying to do something new with the crime fiction form. Did you grow up being fascinated by crime fiction, Auntie? I wouldn't say so. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first love, actually, when I started writing something, anything, was maybe both poetry and some kind of a crazy humor thing. That was my probably the first literary inclination that I had. But I later found out that the kinds of stories that I wanted to tell involved an element of crime in, in, in some form or other. It wasn't a very conscious decision. It was more of an instinct. Just follow one's instinct and write the stories that came about naturally. You are originally a copywriter. Uh, yes, I was a copywriter for 12 years. And in 12 years in advertising, the work is very fast. You jump from one job to another. In 12 years, you pretty much write anything and everything. I've done everything from beer to banking, from <laughs> cruise ships to really writing advertisements for screws. What copywriting and working at an ad agency really gave me was the gift of the deadline. Uh, that means <laughs> when you do it long enough and say you have to have something done by Tuesday, three o'clock Tuesday, And on, on Friday, you have nothing on your mind. You just don't have one single idea and nothing that would seem good. And you just know in your heart that on Tuesday at three o'clock, you will have something that is both good and right. So you de develop this kind of an inner certainty that you will deliver on the day of the deadline. And that is something that it that has been very, very useful in working as a freelance writer or writer of novels as well. You are one in exception in Scandinavian crime. I think that you don't have a detective that we follow from book to book to book. That is correct. I really haven't made things easy for my publishers or <laughs> my age. <laughs> Each book is different, yes. I like to write about ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. And I like that as, as a setup. I like people who, for some reason, have to survive or achieve something without the support of the system, so-called system. And I find it interesting, what will they do when they're in that situation where they have to act on their own, mm. where they have to find out things on their own and, and they can't rely on any organization or outside help for that matter. Antti Toimanen. Out in the Baltic, on the island of Hailuttu, population around a thousand, lives Kaiti Hekapelto. 
It was living in Serbia and working with refugees that inspired her to write Exiled, the third book about the detective Anne Fekete, an immigrant to Finland. In this book, Fekete returns to her country of birth. The scene is a stifling hot summer's day. From inside the old house, it's possible to see an old cherry tree. There is a gun pointed to a man's head. Branches are heavy with cherries, dark red, juicy globes, ripe and ready to be plucked. Will anyone pick them this summer? Preserve them in syrup? Organize the jars in rows on the shelves in the pantry behind the kitchen? A moment longer after he sat down, then his head and body worked together. The sturdy barrel of the pistol was placed squarely beneath his jaw, at such an angle that the bullet would go right through his skull and not just injure his face, leaving him alive but in pain. The pistol was loaded. His hand wasn't trembling in the slightest. His body was steady and prepared. With one exception, His head always had perfect control over his hand and pistol. A shot. And before that, a single thought. A shot. And before that, a single thought. Hell is here. Right now. We got hold of Kati Hekapeltu on her island Hailutu. She says that the isolation of the island is a perfect setting for a writer and a reader of Nordic crime fiction. It's my, actually my mother's family is from there for over 400 years. I was not born there, but I, I spent there on my holidays when I was a child and so on. And my grandparents had a cottage there. And I always liked the place. So it's now like almost 17 years ago, I moved there permanently to live. Is it very it's, isolated? It's, Kind of, yes, of course, but but anyway, I think like, because the sea, I think I see the sea as a highway to world. You can go to America over the ocean. But is it a good place to write books from? Oh, I think it is. I've written all my three books there, so <laughs> it must be a good, good place. You seem to have a very kind of unusual or very interesting background. I'm a special education teacher by profession. And I did my master thesis about racist bullying in Finnish schools. And I was teaching immigrants in Finland. Like they were refugees, children from Afghanistan and Kurdistan and Iraq and Russia and everywhere from the world. And this is how I got interested in these issues. And then this experience of working with, as you said, the immigrant children... It kind of influenced also, if I understand it correctly, your writing and the, what you write about. Yeah, I think so. At least it gave me a lot of knowledge. I think they didn't influence like directly, but like a writer, we use all the information we collect and then they go through some kind of strainer and become our material. And I've written three crime novels now so far and I call that like a immigration trilogy 
because in all of these three books, the hummingbird and the defenseless and the exiled, I deal with these issues of aspects of immigration. But fourth one will be something different. Now I'm a little bit bored with this. <laughs> I think I'm done with these subjects now. Do you think that books that you write about it, that it is reflecting also what's going on in the Finnish society with these issues? Yes, and not only in Finnish society, but in whole Europe and probably in the whole world, actually. And that is something, of course, all literature does it, but I think crime fiction is one of the genres that like the most like fastest catches what's going on in the society and start to write about it. And that is one reason what fascinates me in crime fiction. It reacts to the society so well. Like the reader can read these books purely entertaining if wants like that. But if you want, you can find other layers there with these social issues and so on. It could probably be a comedy pair, I don't know, but unaffected, the the detective and the other, the male detective, they seem very different. Can you talk about that? Yeah, Esco, the male detective, is like middle-aged, alcoholic, racist pig. And he hates Anna, at least in the beginning, who is foreigner, young woman, so they really could pair. But Esco is one of my favorite characters too. I somehow really like him, even he is so disgusting. Even. <laughs> Why do you like him? <laughs> Because I can see that there is something good in his heart too. It's just a tough, tough surface. For some reason he wants to keep this tough surface, but there is something soft under it. Do you think he is a lot like Finnish men are? Well, some of them are. I wouldn't say that Finnish men are like this or that. But absolutely some of them are like Esko. Thank God, not all. <laughs> I is interested in Finland also as society because it's a very clear, defined culture. Do you think in that culture that it's very hard for people coming from other countries to kind of get into that Finnish society? Yes, of course. I think it it can be very, very difficult. Of course, there are exceptions too. If you learn to speak Finnish enough well, then it's of course easier. If you get work, it's easier. But as we all know, foreigners don't get so easily jobs. So it's difficult. There is some kind of a xenophobia. Well, not, of course, everybody's xenophobic, but it can be really hard, yeah. And I also deal with this issue. Even my main character, Anna, she is she's very well integrated because she came as a child and she has a job and she speaks perfect Finnish and so on. But she still feels herself as an outsider. And I think that's quite common feeling. We heard the author Kati Hiekapelto. Scandinavia TV thrillers are often associated with Denmark, Sweden and Norway, not so much Finland. But in 2016, the TV series Bordetown premiered on Yle, the Finnish public broadcaster, and one-fifth of Finland's population saw the first episode. Mm. 
kuntoskuun ajoin tänne, että me puhuttiin siitä maisemapaikasta. Is Bordertown the beginning of a new wave of Finnish TV crime shows? The man who wrote and directed Bordertown is Mikko Oikonen. The starting point uh, was a real murder in, in a small town near the Finnish-Russian border. There was this young woman about, about 50 years ago who was uh, quite brutally killed. And the case stayed open over a year. And a new investigator on their team, and he traveled to the border and was able to solve the crime in two days. Same time, I started to wonder how it's possible that these detectives, which meet these horrifying humor stories and crimes in daily basis, are able to go back home and live their normal family life. It, this is actually the main question in Border Town series: work life versus the family life. But it's also a very interesting area, a border between Finland and Russia, which historically has yes. been quite infected. And, I, and I'm sure also that things that goes on in societies in Scandinavia is reflected of what's going on in this border region. Yeah, definitely so. Finland actually has the longest border with Russia than any other country. Same time, it is the border between the West and East. Us Finnish people like to see ourselves as Western society people. The fact is that if you live in a city like Lappeenranta, a small town where our series is taking place, it's quite near the Russian border. And there is a huge contrast between these two countries. It, it's great for the storytelling. I think we looked through about 200 crimes from Finland and from other places in Europe and then trying to find as original crimes as possible. Our main purpose is that these crimes reflect our main character's life. Miko, I read that your background is working in commercials. You come from a commercial yeah. world. When you were talking about doing it a bit differently, shooting it differently than maybe other Finnish shows or, or drama, does that reflect that background? Maybe I might know a little bit better how to make powerful images because I've made these commercials, but I admit that I've actually used more images from art and, and high culture than the commercial world, even when I was making these commercials. Example, we used several pictures made by Gregory Crowdson uh, as an inspiration when we were talking about Borderlands look and, and style and atmosphere. And we watched film noir features like Big Sleep and Third Man. So I would claim that I've taken more influences from art history than the contemporary commercial world. We heard writer-director Mikko Oikonen. That's all for this episode of Noir Here This. The series is written and produced by me, Johan Gabrielsson. Technical production, Vlad Lajman. The readings from Ante Toimanen's book, The Mine, was by Richard Gurney. And the reading of Kati Hekapelto's Exile was by Belinda Ho. If you like what you heard, tell your friends. Subscribe via your favorite podcast app. 
and rate us on iTunes. It helps others find us. In our next and final episode of the Noir Here This podcast series, we meet David Lagerkrans, the man who took over the Millennium series created by Stieg Larsson. In 2004, Stieg Larsson died and his publisher took the controversial step of finding someone to take over the franchise. In our final episode of Noir Here This, we meet the writer faced with a challenge of a lifetime. We also meet the Norwegian writer Thomas Enger, And yes, he has been called the Norwegian Stig Larsson. Listen to his inspiring story in our last and final episode. Goodbye. Enjoy more stories in your language by visiting sbs.com.au.